mug washed by the lake. My brother's a for being here this holiday weekend. Grab your hymn books. Let's stand together. Brother Scott's going to lead us this morning. That was a mouthful in one breath. Let's stand together, Brother Scott. Page 343. 343. Revive us again. We'll do the first, second, and last verse. 343.
Just remain standing for prayer this morning. I'm going to give you a couple of prayer requests now before we go to the Lord in prayer. And Brother uh, um, Ratliff, that's you, buddy. Come up and lead us in prayer if you would. How many of you understand that when you get old, a mind is a terrible thing to waste? Amen. Give you a couple of quick prayer requests now. I want you to pray for Sister Kimberly Durham. Uh, Kimberly is, uh, has come home from the hospital, but she's over in rehab in Stanleytown. Please pray for her, if you would. Of course, Brother Steve Thacker, Connie taking care of him. And then also, uh, pray, if you would, please, for Sister Mally Tuggle. Mally's in the ER right now. Uh, uh, something going on with her heart, they think. So please pray for Mally, if you would. Member services today. This is a special weekend, folks. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about it during the uh, service time. But this is an incredibly important weekend. I said this in Sunday school a few minutes ago ago anytime is a good time to be thankful for the cost our soldiers paid but boy this weekend is something special this is a uniquely american holiday we're going to talk about it in just a moment so brother carl while you're praying let's pray for those men and women who are in harm's way fighting to keep the battle off our country's shores amen carl lead us in prayer if you would let's pray most kind and gracious heavenly father we just want to thank you for the opportunity to be back in your house this morning God, as Brother Greg's already mentioned, God, we thank you for our servicemen, whether they're active duty or inactive. And God, for those that have given our, their lives for us so that we could have freedom. God, I never realized how much that they meant to us until my own son Amen. went into service. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. The prayers that we offer up for him. But God, there's a lot that may not have those prayers offered up to him from a mom and a dad. Yeah. And God, we just pray this morning that you would lift those up. Just ask you that you'd bless them, keep them safe. God, they're going in and doing things so that we could have the freedom to be here this morning, the freedom to worship, the freedom to praise you. And God, we thank you for them and for each one that has served. God, we thank and praise you for each one of them. And God, as we go into the service this morning, we ask that if there's one here lost this morning, God, we pray that they see that need to be saved before it's everlasting too late. God, we pray that you not walk out this door this morning without accepting Amen. you because they don't have that promise to be back the next time. But God, we just ask that you deal with their hearts and they'd walk down this aisle and make things right with you this morning. And God, we just ask for Brother Greg as he stands oh, to preach today. this morning, God, yes. just given the message we stand most in need of. And God, give us the receptive hearts that we need this morning. And God, for the many requests that were mentioned, God, we just ask that you be with each one of those according to your will. For the song service, everything that's done this morning be done for your honor and for your glory. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you, Brother Carl. Man, I love the words to this song. I know we sing it a lot, but there's a reason for it. When you reflect back over the history of your life as a child of God, you'll have to say he's blessed you. Amen. We have much to be thankful for this Memorial Day weekend. You listen as these girls sing, I have been blessed.
That's good, girls. Thank you so much. Choir is going to do one more this morning. And I mentioned this in Sunday school while Brother Tim's coming to get ready to sing. Think back over your life of the giants that you have faced. Giants of discouragement, giants of despair, depression, family, finances, friends, church, work, whatever it might be. There are giants that we all have to face. Here's the reality, folks. God's got it all under control. No matter what giant or obstacle you face in this world, go ahead, brother. No matter what, what giant is standing in your way, you've got a God that's bigger than that giant. Those giants bow in fear of the Lord Jesus Christ. You listen now as the choir sings under control. Remember God has it under control. 
Amen. Thank you so much. You four boys that I chatted with uh, uh, about the ceremony this morning, if you'd head to the back, if you would not yet, babe. Uh, let me give you a couple of quick announcements this morning, uh, just to go over a few things. Thank you so much for being here today. We're honored by your presence. Love this holiday weekend, what it stands for. Uh, again, we'll talk a little bit more about that during the service this morning. Let me go some quick announcements. Uh, no services tonight. We always give you the holiday weekend. I know you'll be spending with your families today, perhaps, and we encourage that. No services this evening. That means we just go and enjoy the afternoon. You don't have to look at your watch. We'll not be in a hurry. I say all the time, your reservation at Hardy's will keep. Amen. Uh, we're going to enjoy the services this morning. A couple of announcements straight from the bulletin. Uh, on Saturday, June the 8th, Cornerstone Baptist College graduation here. Pardon me, here in the sanctuary here at 7.30. We invite you to come and be a part of that on June the 9th. Choir practice, 4.45. If you're a faithful member here at the church, we'd love to have you join us. We have a good time. I tell folks all the time, we sing by letter. We open up and let her rip. Amen. Um, Kyla used to say this, that she had a choir director. And Kyla's sister-in-law, Aquila, said this as well, that they both had a choir director that said, I want you to open your mouth so big that I can see your tonsils. And if you don't have your tonsils, I want to see the holes where they used to be. Amen. So that's how we sang. We open up and let her rip. So you come join us if you'd like. And don't forget, teen conference folks, uh, money is due if you haven't already taken care of that. And also, don't forget, please sign up for a Women's Mountain Retreat if you're planning on attending. I've given you the dates and the information in there for our end of summer jubilee. We'll have Brother Heath Williams preaching on Sunday, August the 25th, Joyful Sounds will be singing. And then Monday through Wednesday, we'll have Brother C.T. Townsend will be preaching. His group will be singing. And then Kyla Rowland and Deliverance will be with us to kick off our kids heading back to school. We're looking forward to that. Please mark your calendars. And then we've got all the information in there for Operation Christmas Child. Uh, that's an important, important uh, 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 activity for our church. We take it very seriously. Uh, we are thrilled with the number of boxes we're able to send out every year. We've set a goal for this year of 219. Uh, so we ask you to already be thinking and praying about that. A couple of things we've got going on now. Those quarters in the uh, medicine uh, uh, dispensers, if you'll fill those up, throw those in the offering plate. Each one of those pays for about a box and a half. Uh, so we appreciate your help there. And then we'll have details coming up about Christmas in July. Things that you can begin bringing in. As we get ready for uh, uh, Operation Christmas Child, it is hard to believe we're talking about Christmas. In fact, uh, after last Sunday's sermon, uh, I met with Pam and James, and we sat down and ironed out the details for this coming year's Christmas play. And as we were discussing, I said, can we just stop a moment and say we are already talking about Christmas? I, when I was a kid, I used to hear mother and daddy say, when you get old, time flies. I didn't believe them. Now I'm old, time flies. Amen. So uh, you keep all these things in mind if you would. And then just before our kids go out, I've got something very special that I've planned for this morning. Uh, all of you understand that Memorial Day is a uniquely American holiday. There are holidays that our country celebrates, like Christmas, Easter, uh, that are sacred holidays, certainly, but also are religious holidays, and folks across the world will celebrate those as well. But then there are holidays that are uniquely American. Independence Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. Do you understand Memorial Day is specifically set aside to commemorate those men and women who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom? It is not necessarily, 
something that is celebrated the world over by all accounts. It is a uniquely American holiday. We always do this part at Memorial Day, although uh, certainly it's uh, set aside for those who have paid that sacrifice with their own life. I also like to recognize those who have served our country in any capacity. So if you are or have been a soldier, male or female, any branch, Coast Guard, at any point, I want you to stand up this morning, all over the building, all the soldiers, would you please stand? Stay standing for just a moment. Amen. <clears throat> Remain standing for just a second. I said this downstairs uh, during Sunday school. Please stay standing if you're able. If you can't, certainly sit. Uh, but I said this downstairs in my Sunday school class this morning. So class, forgive me for being repetitive. I have zero tolerance for military disrespect in our country. None. And God help, that's become political in our country. I want all the young people to look around at these, in this case, men. It's not always men. I don't think we have any females. At these men who are standing. These are heroes. These people are heroes and should be treated as such. They may, their names will likely never appear in lights. They'll never probably put a ball through a hoop or a, a kick a ball through a, a, an end zone. Uh, but these are the heroes of our country and should be treated as such. Men, thank you very much for your service. You can be seated. So I'll tell you a quick little story, and then we'll, we'll do what I, the, the ritual that I've asked our boys to help with this morning. Um, most of you know that I have, my wife and I decided many, many years ago that whenever we're out to dinner somewhere, if we see a person in uniform, and that would be a police officer in uniform or military personnel, in uniform that we will anonymously, whenever possible, pick up their, their meal. Just something that we like to do. A uh, couple of years, well, it's been several years ago now. Put a smile on your face. We shared this with our kids when we, when we made that pledge. And this was when Ryan's was still open. How many of you remember Ryan's? Okay. So we're, my, I took my family to Ryan's, Renee and the kids. We had just gotten our food and we were sat down. And there were two police officers up at the bar in uniform. And my son said, Daddy, there's two police officers. Pick up their meal. That's what you said. And I said, thank you for pointing that out, son. I'll be glad to. So I grabbed the waitress and I said, ma'am, I'd like to pick. It's all I said. I'd like to pick up the police officer's meal and I'd like to do it anonymously. She said, well, that is tremendous, sir. Thank you so much. Unbeknownst to me, there were 32 police officers next door. <laughs> So I'm not, I'm not making a, you remember? I'm not making a single detail of this up. So she brought me the tab for all 32 of them. It's $500. <clears throat> and my children are watching me like a hawk. <laughs> what you gonna do now, daddy? <laughs> so I pulled out my credit card, paid for it. Thank, thank the, told her to please thank them for their service. Didn't tell them who it was from. God is my witness that week. Got a check in the mail for $600. God is so good. God is so good. Follow that up with one little other story, and I promise. So this past week, 
I had to be in Richmond, and I was asked by the university where I got my doctorate degree, Trident University, which is Amer one of America's largest suppliers of military education, to come to the Norfolk Naval Base to um, participate in the graduation. There were about, I think, the 200 soldiers who were graduating. I was participating, representing my institution, Trident, where I got my doctorate degree. So when you're on a naval base, everybody is military. <laughs> everybody. So we went to dinner. <laughs> there are soldiers everywhere. Everywhere. So I bowed my head, and I said, Lord, I can't do this. Amen. <laughs> no, we were honored to do so, honored to take part, honored to take part. Well, this morning is going to be all about Memorial Day, all about the sacrifice of soldiers who served our country. And so I've asked four boys to help us with something. We've purchased new flags for our church, um, two in the back, and we're going to have two brought up here to the front, all new. And so I'm going to ask everybody to please stand as we bring these forward. Renee, if you'll start playing for me this morning. <clears throat> Boys, if you'll get ready. Two of you carry the flags. Two of you carry the bases. All right. Let's put our hands over our heart while they bring these forward. And if you're a soldier and want to salute, you're welcome to do that, whatever your conscience asks you to do. <clears throat> put one right here and the other here where we talked about. Join me in the pledge to our American flag. Would you join me this morning? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I want to remind you, we're going to do the Christian flag as well. I want to remind you of what the American flag represents. Red the shed blood, white, purity, 13 stripes representing the original 13 colonies, 50 stars, of course, representing the new 50 states, and then the blue background representing the celestial heavens. It was no accident that those colors were chosen on the American flag. It is no accident that they're the same colors on the Christian flag. On the Christian flag, their meaning has something different. The red's not representing the red blood of the soldiers but is representing the red blood of Jesus Christ. The white is not representing the pure motive of the soldiers, but is representing the purity of our Savior. And the blue is not representing but one thing, the celestial heavens where our King has gone to prepare us a place that where He is, there we may be also. Can we pledge to our Christian flag? I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands. One Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. And while you're at it, go ahead and get your Bible. We do this for Awana, but it's good to do it on a Sunday morning as well. Pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. 
I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path and hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Father, thank you for this country. Thank you for what it stands for, for what it represents. Lord, a quick perusal of the history of America reminds us that this country was founded on the Christian promise of eternal life. Lord, we pause to say thank you for those soldiers in our midst today who have served this country. We pause to say thank you for those soldiers, men and women, who have paid the ultimate price. Thank you for the sacrifice of their families. Lord, we thank you for what they do to keep the battle off of American soil. For our own soldiers who are serving today, I pray a special touch of grace upon them. Lord, in my book, they're heroes. Heroes of uh, this country and should be treated as such. Lord, I ask that you bless our services today. We need your presence for the message this morning. We'll thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you very much. I'm going to invite all the little ones to come up this morning. If you're heading to Children's, thank you, boys, for your help. Children's Church, Junior Church, uh, you come on up this morning. If you're visiting, they're going to come around and collect any loose change you've got. This is our Penny March. We appreciate your help.
everybody heading Children's Church, Junior Church, come on this morning. Make your way down, please, this uh, Sunday morning. You be obedient unto the Lord with his tithes and your offerings. And God will richly bless you for that. Brother Scott's going to sing for us this morning, and you be praying for that. Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to worship you with tithes and offerings. God, I pray your blessings now upon the services today. May your presence be felt in all that we do. Bless this offering. We'll sure thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. So the cross liberates 
How many of you'd say amen? Proud to be called an American and proud to be called a Christian. Love the words to that. Outstanding job, Brother Scott. He's pinch hitting today, and I appreciate his help. Brother Ken and his family uh, left yesterday for a vacation, so you pray for them. Let's all stand together. Grab your hymn books now. We'll have a song of fellowship. Brother Scott will lead us. Page number 439. 439. Count our blessings. We'll do the first verse and have a time of fellowship. 439. Oh, my God. 
Amen. Thank you so very much. Second Timothy in your Bibles this morning, please. Second Timothy chapter 2 is where we'll launch this morning. Second Timothy chapter 2. While you're turning there, one quick presentation. Last Sunday, we, of course, honored and acknowledged our graduates. Had one who wasn't able to be here, so I want to recognize him. Come on down here, Brother Stone. Yeah, that's you, Bubba. He looked up at me. Me? Come on. Brother Stone graduated from Liberty a couple of weeks ago with his bachelor's degree. Very proud of this young man. Congratulations, buddy. What's your degree in? Business administration, awesome. Give him a big round of applause. Proud of you, son. Of course, he graduated from Patrick Henry also, just saying. Second Timothy, please. Chapter number two is, pardon me, where we will begin this morning. One of the things I am looking forward to most in heaven is no more pollen or allergies. Can I get a witness? Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 2. One quick update. Uh, those of you who need to pay teen conference, Leanne had to run to the ER with Mally. So please hold off on that. Give that to her next week for teen conference. Begin reading in verse number 3 this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 2 beginning in verse number 3. Paul's last words, he writes, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that it may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Jump over to chapter 4, verse number 7. Paul writes, I have fought a good fight. Finished my course, I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Lord, bless the reading of your word. We're thankful for what this represents, what it stands for. Bless the preaching hour, Lord. It's so important this morning, not because I'm doing it, but because you ordained the foolishness of preaching as the instrument of salvation. Lord, draw us closer to you today. Lord, help us all be more grateful today than ever for the sacrifice that was paid for our freedom at Calvary. And Lord, for the sacrifice that was paid for our freedom in America. We love you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Little Johnny was walking with his mom and dad out the church door, shaking hands with a preacher when he noticed that above the back vestibule there were pictures all along the back. Johnny had never noticed them before, so he looks at the preacher and says, Preacher, what are all of those pictures? The preacher said, Johnny, those are pictures of men and women who died in service. Johnny shook his head and said, Thank you, preacher. Grabbed his mother's hand and looked up and said, Mom, you think they died in the morning or the evening service? Amen. <laughs> Some of you will get that in a few minutes. I'm glad we don't have that kind of church. Amen. Amen. I know I've said four times this morning already, but Memorial Day is a distinctly American holiday. 
observed the last Monday of May, honoring the men and women who've paid the sacrifice while serving in the U.S. military. Interestingly, it's an old holiday. It was originally called Decoration Day and originated in the years following the Civil War, only became an official federal holiday in 1971. Since then, on that last Monday of May, we pause to give thanks for the sacrifice of men and women because we all understand that freedom isn't free. Many preachers will use this day, understandably so, to talk about memorials that we should set up in our own lives to commemorate the good things of God. We've certainly used that analogy. We've used that application when we've looked at the book of Joshua as they crossed the sea there, the Jordan River rather, and how the stone memorials were set up on the one side and in the middle of the river and then also as they got across the other side. And I encourage you this morning to think about the memorials that you can set up in your own life to remind yourself and your kids how good God's been to you. And I'm not trying to throw shade by any means on that approach because I think it's a very valid one, but in my mind, Memorial Day is all about the soldier. It is difficult for me to get away from the fact that Memorial Day is not about us, but is about the freedom that was paid for us. It's about the American soldier who died serving our country. If we want to look at the fact that Memorial Day is about those that pay the ultimate sacrifice, then for the Christian, every day is Memorial Day. Because we understand that we have a Savior who paid the ultimate price, that we might have spiritual freedom. And just like our physical freedoms are not free, our spiritual freedoms are not free. Paul uses many metaphors to talk about the Christian life. Most scholars believe that Paul was perhaps an athlete himself because he uses athletic imagery. He talks about the Christian life as a race, a journey. He even likens it to a boxing match when he talks about keeping under his body. But here in this passage, he likens the Christian life to that of a soldier. And in fact, he says in 2 Timothy 3 that we are to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Christ, a good soldier. May I pause a moment and say to you that I believe that we in 21st century modern America, we have lost too much ground in the Christian faith. We encourage our kids to sing that little song, I may never march in the infantry, ride in the cavalry, shoot the artillery. I may never zoom o'er the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army Yes, sir. But I submit to you, soldiers, we've lost too much ground. As soldiers who are commanded here to endure hardness as a good soldier, we need today more than ever some soldiers who will say, I am standing my ground. We need some soldiers who will boldly proclaim without fear of compromise, without concern of what it may look like, that as for me and my family, we're going to hold our ground and serve God. Soldiers are walking off the battlefield today. Battalions seem to be closing on every hand. The enemy seems to be gaining more ground every day. And I'll be blunt, oftentimes he seems to be making inroads on subsequent generations. 
Listen carefully to what I'm about to say. God, give us some stiff-necked moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas and young people that will stand up boldly and say, we will not bend in this day and age. So I want to talk to you a few moments, and I'll take the verbs right out of Paul's passage about what it means to be a good soldier. What it means to be a good soldier. I will confess openly I've never served in the military. You don't have to speak to me but about two minutes to know. I have imminent respect for those men and women who have or are serving. And as I've said, I have zero patience for those who criticize our men in uniform, our women in uniform, whether they're serving our country or out in the police field. I have zero tolerance for those who criticize. People who run to what we run from should not be criticized but should be celebrated. And that's certainly the case physically for the soldiers uh, of America. But I submit to you, you may never have served in a physical army, but if you are part of the team of God, you're in God's army. They're to be celebrated as well. So what does it take to be a good soldier? I could ask these men who stood this morning, and they would tell me some of the things that it takes to be a good soldier. Let me give you three or four of them quickly this morning. Number one... If you're going to be a good soldier, you got to learn to be a follower. Amen. you got to learn to be a follower. All of you have heard the story of the young man who got sick and tired of listening to his daddy. He got sick and tired of his daddy telling him how long he could wear his hair and when to get up and go to bed and what he could wear and what he could drive and how long he could stay out. So he thought he'd show his daddy for real and he went and joined the military. Amen. And when he joined the military, he learned very quickly that a soldier's got to be a good follower. All of you who've risen through the ranks of the military, you understand that even once you become a leader, uh, you have to also still be a follower. What does that mean? First of all, you've got to be in the right relationship. For the, for the American soldier, that means you've got to sign up. You've got to sign your name on the dotted line. You've enlisted in the military, if you will. For every soldier who joins the American service, that first act is to sign your name and say, I'm in. Would you listen to me this morning? I think you know it already, but I want to bear witness to you. You're not in the Lord's army because you're sitting on a Baptist church pew. You're not in the Lord's army this morning because you may have been baptized in that baptistry or some other baptistry. The only way you get in God's army is when you spiritually kneel and the blood covers your life. The only way that you become part of the Lord's army is when you say by faith, I accept Jesus Christ into my heart. You become a born-again child of God, and then you get in the army whether you like it or not. How many of you soldiers, be honest... During your time of service, thought, man, it wouldn't be bad to be out. Okay, all right. Thank you, gentlemen, for being honest. Would you look at me this morning? Aren't you glad there is no out in God's army? Aren't you glad that once he enlists you, once you get signed up, the team, you don't ever have to worry about being off the team because he will in no wise cast out those that come to him. Even if you've messed up, even if you failed, even if you faltered, as long as you're part of God's army, you're always part of God's army because of the relationship you have. Not only is there a relationship, I also want you to note with me quickly this morning, there's also rules to follow. Would you say amen, soldiers? There are rules that you have to follow. And you learn pretty quickly. Nobody cares if you don't like the rules. 
Nobody asks you if you like them before they expect you to follow them. Nobody gives them to you and says, is that okay with you? Amen. Help me out, soldiers. Nobody asks for your opinions before they tell you to fall in at 4 o'clock in the morning. I don't mean to be unkind, but we live in a society today that's all about making you feel good. But when you get into the army, nobody cares how you feel. They care about whether or not you're going to follow the orders. Here's the good part. The orders are ultimately for your benefit. They are designed to help you reach your maximum capacity as a soldier. Yes, they are designed to break your will. They are designed to make sure you're listening correctly, following the orders, doing what you're supposed to do. But ultimately, it's for your benefit and for the country because they want to make sure that you understand the rules are important. Here's what blows my mind today in God's army. For some reason, we are questioning the rules left and right. We have a rule book, church. Most of you are holding it in your lap, either a physical Bible or an app that's got the Bible on it. We've got the rule book. It's not like we don't know what right from wrong is. It's not like we're not sure about what the Word says. But we spend way too much time today questioning where the Word already gives us the rules. Let me pause a moment and give you a little secret. The rule book you've got is not to make you feel good. The rule book you've got is to make you the best Christian you can be. It is to make sure that you as a child of God are functioning at maximum capacity. And hear me, it is also to make sure that God can bless you in the way he wants to. Why? He's given you the rule book. So let's start following the rules instead of questioning the rules. Number one this morning, a soldier is a good follower. Secondly, soldiers, you amen me. Soldiers got to be faithful. Soldier has got to be faithful. What does that mean? A soldier quickly understands that pain is part of the journey. They understand that that time of early enlistment, basic training, is not physically easy. It's demanding. It's designed to get you in peak possible physical performance so that you can do what you need to do. A good soldier realizes that there will be tough days and does not walk out just because things get tough. I think every one of you that have been in service would say, uh, if you quit every time it got hard, there wouldn't be a few people left in the military. It is not always easy to be a soldier. There are times of physical pain. There are times of emotional pain. Hear me what I'm about to say. It is not always easy to be a soldier in God's army. There will be spiritual pain. There will be emotional pain. Sometimes there might even be physical pain. But a good soldier recognizes that just because it's hard, I don't need to quit on God. That soldier also understands this morning that he's got to listen to the voice of his commanding officer. He's got to listen to the voice of his commanding officer. Had the great privilege a few years ago when Zach was graduating from basic training. Our family flew down and got to watch him in his graduation ceremony. It was one of the most moving experiences of my life. I did not know, Brother Vernon, I'll have to smile at this. I did not know that when you are graduating, each, each platoon, is that what it's called, each platoon? They, they, they line you up by height. Zach is not a big dude. 
So we're sitting, my wife and I, we're sitting in the stands going, that's not him. That's not him. That's not. There at the very last, at the very last platoon, the very last line, here comes Zach. Marching in right at the very end. Smile biggest Kansas across his face. We had the privilege. He allowed us to go into the barracks, and we were a little bit late getting there. We were looking where he stayed and blah, blah, blah. We were honored that the family let us take part in that. We love that young man dearly. And so when we got to the end, uh, it was time for everybody to clear out. And so Zach was talking to us, talking to his family, going back and forth. And all of a sudden, his commanding officer said, all right, time to go. And instantly, Zach shut down and turned his attention to his commanding officer. I couldn't get his attention. Renee couldn't get his attention. His family couldn't get his attention. He was listening to the voice of his commanding officer. When the officer said, time to go, you know what that meant? Time to go. When the officer says, get everybody out, we've got to finish, that meant get everybody out. There was no voting. There was no asking if that was okay. When the commanding officer spoke, the soldier listened and obeyed. Because that's what he'd been trained to do. God, give us some of that in the spiritual warfare today, folks. God, give us some soldiers who when they, yeah, man, when they hear the voice of the commanding officer, be it the word of God or the preaching of the word of God or the song or the teaching or the spirit of God moving, God, give us some soldiers who will snap to attention and say, this has got to get out of my life. This person's got to get out. I've got to move this direction because my soldier commanding officer told me to do it. God, give us some soldiers who are tuned in not to the flesh, not to the world, not to society, but are tuned in to the sound of the commanding officer. You know, one of the things I've learned, you listen to him, you never go wrong. You listen to the flesh, you listen to the world, you listen to society, you may go wrong every which direction, but when you listen to the commanding officer, the Holy Spirit of God, you never go wrong. Number one this morning, a good soldier is a follower. He's faithful. Number three, a good soldier's got to be focused. He's got to be focused. I've already told you that he's got to be focused on the sound of his officer's voice. Jesus makes mention of this in John chapter 10, verse 27, when he says, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. I don't know about you, but I sure do like it. When the voice of God imparts wisdom to our hearts. But here's what I want you to get. Because not only does that soldier need to be focused. Hear me now. Focused on the sound of that voice. But he's also got to be focused on the skill of weaponry. On the skill of weaponry. One of the things that I've stood amazed by in listening to Brother West talk. Is about the training that he has had in carrying and handling and deploying bombs. Well, y'all didn't react the way I thought you would. <laughs> because to me, that's a big deal. When you've got a bomb in your hand and you are learning the ways to arm that and carry that and deploy that, it reminds me of the fact that one little slip has big consequences. So you got to know how that weaponry works. You got to know which button to push and which button not to push. 
You got to know what to wire together and what not to wire together. I have no idea about any of it, but I sure do know this morning uh, that those who are engaged in spiritual weaponry uh, and spiritual warfare, God did not leave us uh, without battalions. He did not leave us without armaments. The problem is we don't like to take it up. We are told in Ephesians chapter 6, we got a breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit. And you hear me what I'm about to say. If the only time we pick up our weaponry is when we go to church, uh, then it should not be a surprise that we keep ourselves vulnerable most of the time. One of the videos that Ms. April shared with me, or with us rather, during Brother Wes's basic training was very funny, but at the, all, at the same time, very humbling. They wanted the soldiers to experience the power of pepper spray. They wanted them to understand the power behind it so they could value uh, that as a weapon. So uh, the video that she showed us was uh, Wes coming forward to his commanding officer and getting sprayed in the eyes with pepper spray. And here was the command, keep moving forward. Don't fall. Keep moving. For, so here's where. By the time it's said and done, Wes is exactly where he needs to be. Despite the consequences, despite the, the difficulties, uh, despite the pepper spray being sprayed in his face, uh, he moved through it, he fought through it, and now he understands the value of that as a weapon. Would you look at me this morning? I cannot help but think sometimes the enemy is spraying pepper spray in our face. And God is standing on the other side saying, come on, don't quit. Keep, keep moving forward. Come on this direction. If you got to fall, get on your knees. Come this way. Don't quit. Don't quit. The pepper spray is coming at us. But you hear me. When you get to the other side and you can stand back, you can say, here's what God taught me through that. But too many quit. On the battlefield when challenging times come. Number four this morning. I'm moving quickly. I have two more. A good soldier is faithful. He's a follower. He's focused. Number four. A good soldier is a fighter. A good soldier is a fighter. Chapter four. Verse number seven. A verse all of you know. Paul, in his last will and testament, is sometimes referred to. The last moments of his earthly life, knowing that he's about to be decapitated there in Rome, says, I have fought a good fight. Good soldier does not retreat in the face of his enemy. A good soldier knows who the enemy is and who the enemy's not. Hear what I'm about to say. I've said it a lot the last few months. I don't know why the Lord keeps bringing it to my mind, but I will say it again. Our enemy is not another church. Our enemy is not another denomination. Our enemy is not another style of worship. Our enemy is not another believer in Christ. Our enemy is Satan himself. We need to stop acting like the enemy is each other. Understanding that the soldier is a fighter, he's determined, he stands his ground, he recognizes the enemy. And he also recognizes the fact that there are too many who have dropped the ball. Too many who have come off the battlefield. One of the things that I'm always amazed by, listen to what I'm about to say this morning. Some of you remember the day, I say this with complete respect. There was a day 40, 50 years ago 
where if uh, some, some men, especially back, back in those days, 40 and 50 years ago, you graduated from high school and you went to college, to the workplace, and then perhaps a third option was the military. In fact, many of you in here this morning, I don't think would mind me saying this, some of you senior saints perhaps did not even graduate from high school and you were able to enlist in the military. You understand today that there is just a very small number that the military accepts. They want the best. Don't misunderstand me. You men and women who've served, you are the best. You are America's heroes. But you hear what I'm about to say. God's army, the American army, is not full of losers and nobodies. It's full of champions of God. I am committed this morning to understanding the simple reality. God does not save trash. He takes trash and turns it into treasure. He takes those who've been buried in the pit of nothing that saves them and gives them clarity of purpose and direction. Just like a soldier learns. The last thought this morning, I want you to look back in your text at verse number 8, please. Chapter 4, verse number 8. For Scripture says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Not to me only, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but unto all them who love his appearing. I'm reminded in chapter 2, you don't have to read it again, but in chapter 2, the last phrase of verse number 4, Paul gives all the credit not to himself, but to the one who called him into service. I love that. Paul gives all the credit to the one who called him to be a soldier. Soldier understands he's got a reason to fight. I've never met an American soldier who did not say, if God called or if, this, uh, uh, if the president called, I'd pick up arms and go fight again. My brother-in-law, my wife's brother, spent years in the Air Force. I've talked to him at length because he, like myself, loves the American military. And he looked at me one day, we were out to dinner, and he said, Brother Greg, as his words, as fat as I am, if the president called, I'd pick up a rifle and go charging today because I believe in the calls he said. I believe in the cause, he said. And he's looked at me and he said, I've got a reason to fight. I believe in what it stands for. Mamas and daddies, would you look at me? Grandmas and grandpas, you got a reason to fight. You've got a reason to stay enlisted. You've got a reason to protect your family because the next generation is utterly dependent Upon you this morning. Brother, you can start that song. Kyla wrote a song a couple of years ago. Her family recorded it. It's called Hold Your Ground. I want you to stand to your feet with me this morning. Heads bowed and eyes closed. As the song sings, I encourage you to search your heart. If you're here today and you know you need to do a little bit more in the army of God. If you like me say, uh, I can't quit yet, we've got much to fight, would you join me at this altar this Memorial Day morning? Let's join up together and say, as for me and my family, we will not bow. We will not bend, we won't compromise. Would you come this morning? Seven times around, I want to hold my ground.
Jericho, then hold your ground. Hold your ground. Tell the enemy no. I love this. Tell Satan you will never, never take me down. I will rise. I will rise. I will rise. I will rise and hold my ground. proud to be an American, say amen. Father, we are so glad to be in your house today. We are so thankful for what this day stands for, what it represents. Lord, we pause yet again to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the American soldier. Thank you for the sacrifices that have been paid for our physical freedoms. Lord, we would be remiss if we did not pause and say thank you, Savior for the price that you paid for our spiritual freedoms. Lord, as we celebrate this afternoon, this evening, tomorrow, Lord, help us to be remembrant of the fact that freedom, be it physical or spiritual, is never free. We love you. And that's not a surprise. We thank you for loving us. And that's amazing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You're dismissed. Thank you for being here this morning. Enjoy your holiday weekend.